Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I want to give a big shout out to Sonny from Hate Five Six because it's true. Hate Five Six does work. He's put me on to a lot of bands that I've never heard of through watching his YouTube Vimeo, following him on social media. So I just want to take time to give Sonny a big shout out and just let you guys know that it does work. Don't sleep on what he does. He works really hard and he does a lot for our community and it's awesome. I love Hate Five Six and I will never not support him. So shout out Sonny. Shout out all you guys for supporting him. And I'm really stoked on today's episode. I had a chance to talk to the singer of this band, Prevention. I was not aware of them until I saw their video get uploaded. Excuse me, their video, their live set get uploaded to Hate Five Six. They were playing in a record store in Kansas City, I think, if I remember correctly. And I was just like, wow, this band's awesome. Have I never heard of them? So I kind of went and found their social medias and saw where they were actually from and found out we had some mutual contacts. So I reached out to my buddy Drew from Time and Pressure, awesome band from St. Louis, and he put me in contact with Drew, the singer of Prevention, and that's what led us to the podcast. And I was really happy to have been able to sit down and talk to Drew about the band and how they formed and uh, what's going on in their local scene. And you'll find out through listening to this episode that I dubbed Drew the vegan spokesperson of the Jamie RK podcast. I don't think he really wanted that title, but uh, he came on the podcast and he has no other choice. So until we find another resident vegan to take his role, um, that's where he'll be staying for now. So if you guys have any questions about veganism, uh, you guys want some cool recipes, please feel free to hit up Drew. I'll link all of his social medias in the show notes. Um, so please just tell him that you guys were sent there by the Jamie K podcast, and I'm sure he'll really appreciate that. But if you haven't had a chance to check out Prevention, awesome straight edge band, and uh, yeah, just hit pause. And I don't mind you pausing the podcast to go take time to check out a new band because this will be here forever uh maybe forever unless we get wiped out by a certain uh thing going on right now but we won't get into that please go check out prevention and then come back to this podcast and uh, listen to me talk to drew uh fun guy I, I really appreciated him taking the time and coming on the podcast it was fun i was happy to get to know him and he filled me in on a bunch of cool stuff that i wanted to know and I hope you guys enjoy this podcast, so please, without further ado, welcome Drew to the podcast. podcast drew hi hello <laughs> this is awesome uh i'm gonna be honest i wasn't aware of uh your band prevention until i saw the live set that hate five six posted which is awesome because i i always um laugh when i see him posting on his instagram story hate five six works because it actually does like i i He's a good source of uh, finding new music, so I was really stoked to stumble across your guys' live set, and that led me to reaching out to um, some of our mutual friends to get in contact with you, so I'm just really happy that you're here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, he's great. He's like, and he's super nice, too, because we I, I talked to him for a second at that show, 
that he recorded. And uh, yeah, never. I. It's cool to see somebody who's like got some notoriety and is still like very nice <laughs> and like down to talk to like anybody that comes up to him. So. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that because I had him on the podcast at the beginning of the year and I'm always skeptical about how people are going to be because I'm always afraid of them being a cool guy or just a dick or yeah. whatever. But no, <laughs> straight up, uh, Sonny on air and off air, super awesome guy. I, I really enjoyed talking to him and I fully support what he's doing for the scene. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, really into your band and I just want to kind of dive into it and just uh, can you talk about like the origin of prevention like how you guys came together uh yeah sure um so uh i i remember it as uh the the drummer and i have known each other for a long time and have been in bands together his name's bj um just like other like kind of punk and hardcore bands and then he i don't i think he might have approached me about it or something and then uh, the guitarists are actually these two kids who played in this like kind of like sloppy punk band like from a town near here. And we were like, hey, like you guys are both straight edge like and they've been coming around for like a little while. And we were like, hey, like we should make a band together. And uh, yeah, they came on and they were like way better at playing than we thought that they were because their band that they were in before was like just like. I don't want to be rude, but it was very sloppy, and that <laughs> and that's okay. Sure. Um, but yeah, uh, so we just like the four of us just got together and started started playing, and uh, that's like kind of it. We haven't been a band for like super long, maybe like a less than a year, I think. So be like a year in May. I, so there's not like a whole lot to tell, I guess, really. <laughs> I still can't get over that term sloppy punk. I've literally never heard a band described like that. So I, I think that's really funny. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they're just like, it was just, they're both like young. They're both like, uh, like 19 now. Mm -hmm. Um, and when they started that band, they were probably like 16. Um, so it was just like, they just hadn't really, I guess, found their groove yet, you know? So, yeah. And how old are you? I'm 25. Okay, for sure. So you guys aren't like that far apart in age. No, I'm not like a million years older than them, but a yeah. good chunk. <laughs> for sure. So how would you describe your guys' scene out there in Springfield? Um, It's pretty good. It, they're like, we're like a little bit smaller, obviously. Like uh, Springfield's like 120,000 people. So, but it is like the capital of Illinois. So there's like, uh there's there's some like foot traffic and then the uh the scene specifically it's like just kind of like a tight-knit group um, um most of the people that are involved i've known for like five plus years now uh so everybody's everybody knows each other and then there's like there's like some younger people that come into uh but it's like mostly for a long time i feel like like strictly like punk was like kind of king here um, and then prevention is one of the first kind of more like hardcore bands in a while. So, uh, but we, we have both and like, uh, a lot of the shows I've been booking lately have been like more hardcore bands. So it's like cool to see that kind of coming through here more again. Cause like back when I first started coming to shows, 
that was like more prevalent. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 like fine. Our our space is like a we do all of our shows at like one spot. And it's called a uh, Dumb Records, like this record store, and it's like a like a sober all ages space. So, um, it's like very uh, the age is very pretty wildly. Like there's kids that are like 16 up to like 30 year olds. So, so I wanted to go back to you mentioning that um, the more punk stuff, and you guys are uh, bringing back like the more like hardcore style. Uh, do you think? that's just uh the genres going in a cycle with like the popularity in your area and kids just not really being exposed to the type of music you guys are playing uh sort of um yeah it's kind of it's kind of weird i i think that like um i think that like there's like the springfield like as a whole i think just kind of like taps into different like waves of things that are like popular in the moment as does like everywhere mm-hmm. and like i think back when like I like started making my first bands like there was like a lot of like punk bands that were like kind of big at the time um or well not big but just like touring a lot and so we got like a lot of those bands coming through and I feel like the more of like this the stuff that tours through here is like what kind of sculpts the like what kids are listening to here obviously um so I don't know Springfield's been kind of interesting because for like a long time it was like the people that play in bands like listened to stuff that was like wasn't from Springfield on a regular basis but then like a lot of the kids like the showgoers like really weren't exposed to anything outside of like what was immediately playing here if that makes any sense mm-hmm. um but now it seems like there's like more kids like paying attention to like what's happening like happening like nationally so uh like, for instance, I just went to LDB last month, and uh, a, we had, like, a pretty good, like, I think, like, eight people from Springfield went, which is, like, a pretty good chunk of the scene. <laughs> um, so it, it's, I feel like, as a whole, we're getting more connected to stuff outside of here, which is cool. Cool to see. Yeah, I, I, I don't d- know if I definitely, your question. But <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I definitely understand um, with what you're saying, because... I always find it interesting because out here in California, there's like every different type of like subgenre that's being played. You kind of just have to go out and find it. But I always find it interesting to see the different genres kind of take prominence and certain ones uh, being more popular and then it kind of fading away. Then uh, new bands popping up and propping up uh, another style. And it's, it's just always interesting to me that there's just that cycle that's always going and the genres just, just kind of switch places when it comes to what's in at the moment so that's why i was just curious okay. about um you know the, the punk stuff and you guys coming back with the hardcore stuff but but i get it uh i, I feel like it's cool that the kids are looking at stuff more than what's uh, being played at the local scene obviously supporting your local scene is really important but uh it's cool to see what else is going on because obviously there's like a whole other world when it comes to hardcore yeah, like, I guess, like, to, to like, a good example is there's this dude named Tyler who started coming to shows here, and when he, like, first came to a, a show, like, the first time I met him, he, like, already, like, I think he was, like, maybe wearing, like, Knocked Loose merch or something like that, and was, like, and, like, knew all these, like, hardcore bands that were, like, national touring hardcore bands, um, and it was his first time ever being at a local show, and so it was, like, cool to me that I was like, oh, like, you just, like, existed organically 
in Springfield and like loved hardcore, like completely independent of like what's happening like right here in this room. Like I I don't feel like that's ever really happened before in my experience. Like if that makes any sense. Yeah, it seems like he's kind of working backwards, starting with like a yeah. like a popular band, and then kind of like digging in, going and seeing like finding the roots of like how like that band got that big, and just seeing what's around locally to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Well, I I think it's awesome that there's kids out there willing to take that initiative because those kids uh, who are willing to try to figure out like what it's actually about and go and see what's actually around them instead of just, and like, I, I, I always see like people talk about how there's like kids from their area who won't even go to a local show, but they'll fly out to a fest, which is like the most like mind boggling thing for me to think of because, uh, and maybe it's where I'm from. I have no idea, but I could not imagine ignoring what's going on locally and then flying to another state to go see bands, especially if there's bands playing from my area in another state, that's just like really weird to me yeah that is weird <laughs> i have like i have heard of that kind of a thing i don't i don't know if we have a lot of that here but i definitely have like heard of that and like kind of seen that kind of mentality online which is weird mm-hmm. uh, yeah but. so you mentioned you went to ldb i i'm so sad i literally tried like the like three yeah, th- i think it was like the three times they released tickets and like every time right. I, I just failed to get a ticket i, I was like super bummed because i was really trying to go this year yeah, I, I went last year, so, like, I knew that I needed to buy my ticket, like, right away. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think I bought it, like, the day that the very first batch went up. So, I was, I, <laughs> I lucked out on that. Yeah, how would you describe your experience? Because uh, from watching the videos from last year uh, to the ones that came out this year, it, it looks like they had a different setup. Yeah, they did it. They moved the room around. I think it might have worked a little bit better. Um, but I, I don't know if it was like that huge of a change. I mean, like as far as like, just like watching bands play goes, uh, but, um, it was great. I had a good time. Everybody there was nice that I met. Uh, it's cool to see so many bands like that coming together from all over the place. Uh, which is, I mean, basically what a fest is, but, um, yeah, I, I got like insanely sick. Everybody that I went with got uh, the flu afterwards. Oh, wow. And so I, I was on my deathbed for a few days. <laughs> but other than that, great time. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And uh, so you, you said you went last year. Had you gone previous before that? No, that was my first year. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not like, I'm not a huge fest guy. I don't really – I get kind of burnt out on watching bands after, like, the first – you know, I watched, like, 10 bands and i'm like okay that's that's enough bands for me <laughs> um at least in like one sitting but uh this year i didn't really feel like that at all i, I watched like pretty much every band and had a great time so mm-hmm. yeah i seen that fest uh and it, it seemed like that fest was more regional but with this year's lineup i, I feel like it, they just went like full-blown like just normal fest if that's the right term uh, which <laughs> sounds weird but yeah, yeah. It, it just doesn't seem like a regional thing anymore yeah, uh, which is cool. Yeah, um, yeah t- totally fine. It, it it shows growth and like what they've been doing. Yeah, definitely getting getting like uh, more California bands out there was cool. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll just uh, 
excited to see bands like Cruel Hand and Bitter End, bands that aren't really super active these days, like on that lineup. Yeah, definitely. It was, yeah, those bands were all great. Um, like to see Bent Life every time I get to see them. Very fun. They had a very, very good set. <laughs> so. And did you make it for the pre-show or were you just there for the fest? I was there. I caught everything, I think. So I was there for the pre-show. There was an after-show I went to. It was good. And in your after-show wasn't super heavily advertised, so. Um, but... Okay, so but it managed to make its way onto your radar. It did. I yeah. Uh, I'm I'm friends with uh, the two people that were like putting it together. So uh, like the after-show specifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so. And out of the pre-show the fest and the after show um who was your favorite set of the weekend oh man that's tough uh i'd probably say bent life was like probably my favorite okay um there was a i had two of my friends bands play the after show uh one of them was called this band called jealous figure and it was their first show Mm -hmm. and uh it was really, really, really good. So, uh, but there's no recording, so it's not even <laughs> maybe not worth talking about too much. But it's uh, I'm really excited for it. it's the the vocalist of Transgression. If you've heard that band, um, she's fronting this new band, Jealous Figure, and it's really good. So, because that band Transgression like broke up, that was like their last show, LDB. Um, but okay, Jealous Figure. Do they have a band camp or anything? Do you know? Uh, transgression? No, a jealous figure. Uh, no, there's no nothing yet. Oh, nothing. Okay, but... so we can't even go and check them out. No, that's why. I, yeah, I said it's maybe not worth talking about too much because. <laughs> oh, you know, like I, it's... I, I, I thought you meant like recording of like the the set. My bad. Oh no 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 yeah it's it's like, I'm sure they'll get recording soon, but you know. Okay, well, um, if you're out there listening, members of Jealous Figure, get it together so we can check out your band. <laughs> Well, that's cool so uh going back to your band prevention you guys put out uh and i hate this question uh would you guys call it a demo or an ep uh i don't know i maybe maybe a demo okay. i guess I, I don't i don't put a lot of thought into that i guess okay. into that if right. it's a demo or an ep okay do you want to hear my thoughts on that and uh, on this and i've never spoken uh, about this but i feel like if it's not called demo i want to call it an ep and if it's called demo then cool i'll call it a demo yeah i feel like because of like the ability to like record stuff at like pretty decent quality like nowadays like i feel like there's like almost no difference <laughs> unless you call it demo you know and like i guess like Maybe sometimes demos are like a little shorter, I guess, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's almost kind of like the same thing. I will, it's not, but it kind of feels like it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get that because I, I remember growing up and listening to uh, like older demos and them not having the highest like production quality. But yeah, these days, uh, somebody will hand you a demo and you're like, oh, dang, this thing's like professionally like mixed and mastered. Like, all right, <laughs> right. this is a demo. <laughs> So yeah, yeah it's like, I, almost like how much money you spent on recording the thing that you're giving me. That's that was that's what the size. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess it just seems like the the quality of the demo has just risen over the years. Yeah. Okay. All right. So wait, uh, did you ever uh, decide is it a demo or EP? Oh, uh, I I'll, I'll call 
call it an EP. Okay. All right. Your yeah. your EP uh, titled <laughs> <laughs> Your Bad Habits. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely into that. I yeah. So I, I first heard you guys uh, through the live video, and then I went and found you guys as Bandcamp, and uh, really into the music. Can you just talk about um, your guys' like inspiration on the EP? Uh, like oh like like what bands we were like listening to is that what you're yeah yeah did you guys have any inspiration or was this all just like stuff that you guys just kind of came up with so like from my part from my end um i i i'm just i'm just yelling okay and uh our drummer bj he like writes pretty much all the riffs right it's like writes all the songs um and then the other guys just kind of learn it um so it's it's hard to say like where he lands on all that stuff i also feel like it's i I don't think there was ever like a conscious decision of like us getting together and be like let's make a band that sounds like this we were just kind of like let's make a straight edge band and uh that'll that'll be that you know like maybe make it sound like kind of tough i guess (laughs) um but yeah i don't know if there's like ever like a a conscious decision to like sound like a specific band or anything like that or group of bands. And was it important for you guys to be a straight edge band? I think so. Um, back in, back when I was like first coming to shows, uh, like there's like a pretty more, more of a decent size, like straight edge community in Springfield, which I feel like is like, kind of like how it was like, nationally is that like there was more of a straight edge scene and then i feel like a lot of people kind of dipped out <laughs> which is fine um but i feel like recently it's been kind of making more of a comeback and i think that and that's like cool to see um and like i i, I guess like for us we just kind of like wanted there to be like a kind of a push for that i guess just kind of like i think that from my, for like my perspective, like philosophically or whatever you would want to call it, I guess like I think that it's important to have like sober spaces for music, um, like all ages spaces, because um, I think that that promotes like kind of like a healthy alternative to like what a teenager might normally be doing, <laughs> um, and I think that ha- part of that is like having bands that I think also kind of like encourage like a more of a more of a cleaner approach to living. Um, it, it's it's it gets difficult to talk about because I don't want to come off as like condescending or like like I'm like I think that I'm better than somebody because I'm straight edge because I definitely don't. But I just I I think that it's like good to have like a, a like a, a message of sobriety in a scene. Um, it doesn't need to be like every single band, but just like if there's like a band that's like willing to say that, I think that it like adds like a, a good positive air over everything yeah i definitely agree uh i'm a uh i guess l- long time straight edger uh which is funny <laughs> because I, I i seriously run into friends um and or i'll see friends that i haven't um seen around in a long time like recently my buddy uh he was visiting from seattle and i hadn't seen him in a couple of years because he moved and busy with life and stuff and we hung out a couple times because he was in town and was really excited to see him and we were at my buddy's apartment and they were going uh to the porch to smoke some weed and he asked me he's like hey are, are you still straight edge and i always find that question funny because i, <laughs> I have to remind him i'm like dude i've been 
straight edge as long as you've known me it's not some weird trend for me it's uh you know things that i'm like proud to be and it's like never gonna change uh so right yeah i i just thought it was funny that that he asked me that um so i it's weird for me too because since i've been straight edge for so long i've seen like my closest friends i give up on it and <laughs> and in the beginning uh it, it used to bum me out uh which i, I guess because I, I guess we like went into together and it uh w- was cool we were like a band of brothers whatever but then they gave up on it and i was like damn this is weird like i guess that really meant nothing to them because it really does mean something to me so uh like after seeing like my closest friends give up on it i was like all right whatever like i'm just not gonna let that bother me anymore i'm just gonna keep doing me because this is like something that i was serious about and it's just always been there for me. So uh, me being straight edge, it's like, you know, it's just like a part of me. And I, I love straight edge bands because every now and then I'll, I'll hear a straight edge band that'll get me pumped. And I'm like, damn, this is this is awesome. I, I love being straight edge and hearing bands that are straight edge and singing about being like drug free is just fucking awesome to me. Yeah, yeah, I definitely I have like a similar experience. Uh, I've been straight edge for like, nine years and okay. so like all the all the older dudes <laughs> that like kind of introduced it to me have now have since you know broken mm-hmm. uh which is fine you know we all go down our own paths or whatever yeah. um but it's it's just it's it's like an interesting interesting thing i think that i think that there is like somewhat of a community around it like i think when i meet people from out of town or something like that. I think that if, if, if I know that they're straight edge or specifically like I'm, I'm vegan too. So like when I meet people who are like vegan straight edge, like even too, uh, even more so maybe like, I feel like there's like a, a click or like, like we click better, you know? And like, and when I meet people, I don't know, like when I think about like the people that I like am like good friends with from like other places that have like played shows with or whatever, they like tend to be straight edge people. And I don't know it's it's like a nice it's like a nice feeling to have like this like kind of like unspoken bond or maybe it's I guess it is spoken we talk about it a lot we talk about strange a lot but um like I don't know this it's like cool to have this this like energy that kind of connects us all I guess yeah for sure I I definitely get that and like I I feel it's like it's like the base level is hardcore I I feel like it's awesome when uh, I run into another hardcore kid just because it, it's yeah. uh, still underground, even though it doesn't seem like it sometimes. But it, it's always just cool running into people who kind of understand like what's going on. I know. Drew, you're still there. We are having technical difficulties. Drew, you still there? Hello. Oh. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. It, it was uh, there was some issue with the internet, but okay. Uh, so uh, just jumping right back into it, um, I was just saying that like it's cool running into uh, another hardcore kid because like uh, I feel like there's like an instant connection there because they like we understand and love something that isn't like normal for people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I definitely understand when you talk about um you know you clicking with people who are straight edge who are vegan just because um you guys have similar mindsets yeah and it, it, it's also like in this 
is also like what you're saying with hardcore it's like we like these like very niche things so there's like i know that we're probably have like somewhat similar personalities where like we could you know like click click easily so yeah or at the very least with vegans i can talk to them about vegan food uh and then and then there's that that gateway (laughs) yeah speaking of vegan food i'm not vegan but I, i know a lot of people who are and i i feel like it's come a long way just with fast food places uh, trying to offer like vegan options yeah can you talk about that like how do you structure your meals being vegan oh okay yeah um i try i don't always do a great job (laughs) but i try to kind of avoid um a lot of that's like the uh pre-packaged like meat and things like that okay um i think i think that there's like somewhat of a criticism to be had about like how like I don't want to get like super duper down like a political rabbit hole here <laughs> but like I definitely like as a general rule try not to like get too caught up in ideas like brand loyalty or like being too caught up in like like promoting like a brand or a product that I have like no real connection to like okay. I don't want to like promote like some like major corporations bullshit um and so i and I, I worry sometimes that like vegan communities are like very susceptible to that where like you know burger king gets a burger you know what i mean like burger king gets the impossible burger mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden like every vegan is like a like a fucking mouthpiece for burger king <laughs> you know what i mean like they're yeah. they're all just like pushing burger king all the time um and i think that that's like it's fine to like things like obviously like i buy and consume products as well but like i don't want to be like promoting like major corporations like i don't know it's like something about that just like doesn't rub me the right way so i I, like i try to like just eat like vegetables and rice in my house (laughs) you know um i try to i try to do my do my best at cooking myself food that isn't that's just like you know vegetables uh because I, I think also you're gonna if you if you eat all those fake meat products all the time you're gonna end up broke because <laughs> that stuff's so expensive like yeah the, the whole uh, Burger King Carl's Jr. thing was uh, just like a, a little strange for me because those options have always uh, well not always but those options have been there they just weren't readily available at these fast food markets so. Um, <laughs> Was that something that the vegan community was clamoring for? Where to have options at these fast food restaurants? Is that why it was so popular, you think? I guess so. I think that... I don't know. I, it's it's an interesting thing to think about. I don't know like why. I think in general, there's just more and more vegan and vegetarian people out there. And so I think that like making those products is like capitalizing on them like in a good way you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it like makes like it makes sense for them to do that um but i i just i guess like i don't want to get caught up in thinking that it's like oh they're like doing this to like cut down on meat or they're doing this because they like care about animals or something like that they like they're literally just doing it because like i'm a person they can sell to you know and i i guess like that's like fine. I get that. That's how things work. Um, but I don't know. I guess I just, 
Well, whatever. I, I mean, like, I, I eat the I eat the Impossible Whopper, so I guess I, I shouldn't talk too much against it, you know, but... <laughs> yeah, but um, you're not out here giving them free brand deals. Yeah, like, I, like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't want to, like, I don't know. It's just weird. I, I, I just, I think that, like, uh, punk and hardcore should have a pretty, uh, should be... I think that if I think that it's like a, a pretty generally speaking like a pretty conscious community. I think a lot of people like think about things that they that a lot of like normal minded people don't. And I think that that's like a good thing about hardcore is that it's usually like pretty critical of like big business. And uh, I don't know. I think that there's something to be said there about that. I guess like you know. So okay, I uh, just wanted to get your opinion. Uh, KFC, they they're coming out with their Beyond Fried Chicken. I'm I'm not sure if it's in your area yet. Uh, do you have any things to say about that? Uh, I don't know. I <laughs> I really don't want to come off like I'm some kind of like uh, vegan spokesperson or something well, like okay. that. Um, um, you're well. So far, I I haven't really uh, had any like real conversations about vegan food on the podcast. So I was like, okay, okay. He, he says he's vegan. I might as well just ask him all these things I'm just curious about. So. Oh. Yeah. Totally fair. I just I just want to make it clear that I'm like some some like weirdo who like lives in a like practically lives in a cornfield in the middle of nowhere. Like <laughs> like my opinions are like somewhat slanted, I guess. But, well, um, if there are any vegans who um, want to uh, come on and be the spokesperson, they they can. But for now, I feel like that's, <laughs> that, that's your role on the Jamie or K podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'd say KFC bucket. I'll probably try it once, and I, okay. you know, I will say I'm not like a huge, I'm not a huge like fried food person. I kind of usually, back before I was vegan, I had a lot of like stomach issues, um, okay. just like constantly feeling like food was like making me sick and stuff like that. And when I went vegan, a lot of that like went away. Um, and I think it's part of it is because like I it significantly cut down on like the amount of fried food I was eating. Um, so okay so i don't know maybe uh, just once <laughs> maybe once maybe okay. once and if i love it maybe i'll do a 180 and i'll be a, a brand spokesperson for kfc all right well they they got um i was on was i on instagram i forgot where i was but i saw um uh, kfc had sent like a package to kim kardashian and she was rocking some kfc crocs promoting the beyond fried chicken and i was like what is going on in this world yeah that's so weird <laughs> yeah which is cool i guess like i, I had no idea she uh, uh was uh or maybe is she vegan i don't know if she's uh i think she said she was I, no, vegan. I, i'm not sure yeah I don't, I don't keep tabs i think i think when you're like a billionaire or a millionaire being vegan is pretty low stakes decision <laughs> like you know what i mean pretty much eat like bougie ass meals every day anyways like okay I so I, i'm like really uh and like when i was younger i had like a dream of being a chef maybe i was just uh you know maybe it was because my mind was being polluted with the food network i always fa like found it interesting <laughs> and when i was a kid the uh, food network wasn't too far off from like nickelodeon and disney so i would just yeah, kinda, yeah. you know uh when i'd be channel surfing i would come across the food network and i'm um, just you know watch them cook cool stuff and uh a couple years ago i i i follow this youtube channel called uh, munchies they're like a subdivision of vice they came out with a video uh, it was with uh john joseph from the chromags it was called uh, the vegan iron man diet i'm not sure if you've ever seen that video 
I think I have. I think. Okay. Yeah, I, I found it like really interesting to see um, what his like meals were like prepping for that Iron Man. It was pretty interesting, and I feel like if anybody out there who hasn't seen it should definitely go check it out, especially if you're um, a, a fan of the Cro-Mags. You should definitely That's go check it out. That's not the video where he's making a lasagna, is it? Um, you know what I'm talking about? He, he did a video where he's making lasagna, and it and it's like a vegan lasagna, and it's very fancy. No, uh, no, 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 no. That's uh, so Munchies has like a how-to a series. So I I know which one you're you're talking about, but no, this okay. is like a this is like a it's like a twenty minute like kind of like a vlog style like, like of him like prepping for this Iron Man. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, he's he's pretty tough. He's pretty dedicated. Uh, <laughs> John Joseph is so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last thing about uh, being vegan. You mentioned briefly okay. that um, you like to cook your own meals. Like, what are some of your favorite things you like to cook? Okay. Um, I'm well. I, I'm not a great cook. I will say that flat out. Um, but I usually am doing like rice <laughs> with just like some some kind of mix of vegetables. Uh, I really like chickpeas. Chickpeas big big part of my diet. I will say so usually making their way into my food in some way or another. Uh, so I, I like, I like like, uh, you know, you put chickpeas, get some peppers, some onions, um, some rice, maybe some potatoes. I think that's a good, just in a bunch of spices. I think that's a good mix. Okay. And the, the way you're cooking the vegetables is just like pan fried or are you baking them? I'm just pan frying them. Yeah. And then I got like a rice cooker that I cook my rice in. Yeah. Usually, usually throw a bunch of spinach on top of everything too. Okay, like fresh spinach, or are you cooking that as well? Uh, yeah, I, I throw it. I like I cook it in the uh, in the pot in the pan. Okay, you know, that's awesome. I I, I love. Uh, well, I'm like Asian, so uh, you know, growing up, there's always a rice cooker on deck. There's always rice ready, like readily available, twenty four seven. Yeah, I mean that's like. I don't know, I feel like that's, like, such a a good way to go about eating because, like, rice is, like, so cheap. And if you have a rice cooker, it's, like, no work, <laughs> Yeah, literally. you know? Yeah, so it's so easy that way. Yeah. Have you ever uh, tried to, like, in an air fryer? No, I I think my grandparents have one of those, maybe, but I've never uh, personally air fried anything, no. Yeah, I was in my buddy's apartment, uh, shout out Nate, he has an air fryer and he just like whipped up some like air fried Brussels sprouts and I was tripping out because I was like, dang, these are really good. Like, how did you make these so fast? And because at that point, I'd never even heard of an air fryer. And he told me, he's like, oh, like I just got this air fryer, like come check it out. And me just being a nerd about cooking, I was just like checking it out and it actually does a really good job of like cooking stuff. Um, so I would uh, suggest you look into that, maybe switch it up. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I would. You know, I, I would like to, to switch it up. I think that air fried Brussels sprouts sounds pretty good. I, I feel like I only ever see people like doing like potatoes, like <laughs> some kind mm. of potato, uh, which is cool, too, I'm sure. But. Yeah. My buddy tried a Pop-Tart like last weekend and it, <laughs> it an air fryer. Yeah, I, 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 I think I don't know what he was doing. He uh, and he left it in there too long because like we were uh, playing video games, whatever and it just started burning and we're like dude we think you forgot your <laughs> stupid pop tarts and sure enough yeah he burned his pop tarts dang i yeah i've never 
I, I guess I'm not like super familiar with how the air fryer cooks stuff, but I, a, a, a pop tart sounds like an interesting <laughs> choice. Yeah, I'm not too sure on uh, how it actually works, but it honestly seems like magic sometimes. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay, but going back to prevention, I mean, you mentioned that um the the, the one spot you guys have to have shows at is at that record store. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I've I've seen the video that um Hey Five Six posted um from that show that you guys played, and uh we have shows out here at a um it's like a record store slash skate shop, and uh, when there's shows they kind of move the merchandise out of the way to clear space. But um watching the videos um where you guys play it, like are those shelves like um stationary like they can't be moved? Okay, so uh just really quick. That was actually in uh, St. Louis. That show that oh, okay. you saw. Okay. Um. So that is a different record store. Oh. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't want to speak any like that. That show was very nice. I was very happy to play it. I was a little confused about the shelves being there. <laughs> um. I think I think the general vibe of everybody playing was that we really didn't want the shelves to be there. Uh-huh. And I've heard that they move them for other shows in the past so i don't really understand at like i don't know i it was it was great though i like it's it, they have like good records and like they were nice and uh yeah our oh. record store is a little bit different okay we have like we have like we're in these like old kind of like these like old buildings that are like there's there's storefronts that are made that are like kind of like you know like those ones that are like kind of thin but like long like they go back a ways um that's kind of like we have and we have two of them so we have like one that's like that are like right next to each other and we have one where there's like records and then we have the other one where bands play so there's like literally no records in the way at all at our shows um so okay all right very different very different <laughs> presentation uh environment kind of things so. yeah because in the video that you guys played it, it looked like people wanted to be a little more active but it just seemed like they were yeah. limited with the space yeah i didn't i don't know i i think it's cool to do shows wherever you can so I, that's yeah for sure that's definitely i feel but yeah. it's definitely it was oh, an odd setup okay well maybe next time uh whoever books shows just you know move some shelves around give some uh <laughs> i mean to their credit they looked like if they were moved it would be a huge pain in the ass <laughs> like okay. they were they looked very heavy and like definitely were not made to be moved so i i don't know like what that would look like you probably have to have two big guys a couple big guys moving those things but okay all right i, I imagine them being on wheels or something they were not <laughs> <laughs> they definitely were not <laughs> at least at least to my memory they weren't um yeah well uh, I, I was reading and i, I hate uh, doing this but I, I was reading the youtube comments because sometimes it, it, that could be like a uh, like a real dark place but yeah <laughs> um but I, you guys got some uh some praise down there I, I don't feel like anything crazy was um being said except for one guy no um one guy was like talking trash but it's all good but uh for the majority of it it was all positive so i, I was only happy to see that for you guys yeah thanks yeah i oh I, I haven't seen the one trash comment i'll have to go read it oh okay hold on 
l- let me look it up because it was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> just because it, it's just like typical YouTube, like okay, like like how like this guy just logged in was like, all right, I'm gonna say some like really stupid, and I was like, oh for sure. Like yeah. when I uh, <laughs> when I when I when I saw that it went live, I was like, I definitely do not want to read the comments because <laughs> I feel like people only say mean shit in the comments, and like I didn't want to read that. Uh, but I it I finally I did, and it didn't. It was pretty. There wasn't that many comments, and they all seemed pretty fine. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I, I always just kind of laugh at stuff. I can't really take it too serious. Um, hold on. So it was this guy. He said, uh, "Wait, where is it? Uh, where where did it go? Oh yeah." Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying not to laugh, but I'm laughing. Okay, so this guy commented, "Nobody semicolon," and then the next line is "call chunks." Uh, let's play duck duck goose, right? So that that was like the. <laughs> yeah, I read that comment. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, uh, then under that, somebody commented, uh, "I can guarantee you, almost nobody in the room has ever been near a college." And then there's a reply, "I'm sorry, but." I went to college. Whoever was replying to that person, I was just dying. I was just like, "These people are crazy." That's me. I, that was me oh. saying I'd been to college. Oh, okay. So, so, so that, <laughs> that was you. You can't do that. You, you gotta leave the trolls alone. No. Okay. So, like the guy that said um, that nobody's been to college. His name is also Drew, and he uh, does vocals for this band, Big Laugh, that was also playing that show. Okay. Oh, so, so he was just trolling. The, the, the first comment, I don't know what the hell that guy was like, like talking oh about, but like um, okay. the one, the one saying um, nobody's been to college. I was like, oh man, I've been to college, Drew. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> oh, the trolls. But, okay, that's funny. Um, I obviously you, you're gonna get criticism whenever you put yourself out there, especially when you're doing something like a band or me doing the podcast and. Uh, I, I obviously I, I never wanted to see negative feedback just because I'm like oh like I I don't want people to like hurt my feelings whatever um, yeah but I I just I, I just know I can't please everybody so I just always do my best and just put it out there and if people like it awesome if people hate it that's cool too like there's no way everybody's gonna like love what I do and I, I just accepted that and yeah. Um, even like my friends uh, who are like supportive, uh, they like reached out to me. They're like, "Dude, some guy gave you a three star rating on on iTunes," and <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, like, like I'm a little curious why they uh, put three stars, but they didn't even leave a review. They just rated it three stars and left." Um, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm not sure how to improve because the, I feel like that stuff's like you know, there to get some feedback on maybe on how you can improve and get a better rating because you can go back and change your ratings. Um, but yeah, I, I just never really try to let that stuff, uh, get me down. And like, I, I definitely don't like search my name on like Twitter or anything to see what people are talking about. <laughs> if they're talking about me, I, I just kind of just let it be because there's no way I'm going to sit here and try to change people's uh, minds on how they feel about me or the podcast. Yeah, definitely. I definitely just try to ignore <laughs> the, the, the main things people say. I I just know I've seen. I've seen specifically some like hate five six videos with some pretty like venomous comment sections. Uh-huh. So like, like I, I feel like people hate on that guy so much on YouTube that I don't get it because like I don't know. Yeah. Just like weird, weird like anti communist guys or just shit like that or like just like 
flat out like racist dudes like i don't very weird yeah i, I always was curious like my like, how'd you guys end up here yeah <laughs> like what yeah like like what <laughs> if they're like racist or whatever like like they're on their like uh racist discord and like people are posting hey five six videos like hey go check out this new set from hey five six yeah yeah i don't know it's weird i i it, it's always uh it's, it's always just like interesting um but, but i feel like uh, sunny deals with it uh pretty well so yeah but for sure but yeah never never read the youtube comments just uh yeah no, not worth it I, especially my friends um they played that show was like a pre-show to a fest and the okay. next day um, my friends played and i think that they got a video up from that set and they were telling me that they had pretty pretty mean-spirited comments and i was like damn that sucks like <laughs> so yeah but oh well okay um and what uh fest was that uh, pre-show for I want to say it was called. Oh, it was it was New Age like Midwest Fest. Like I don't oh. know if you're familiar with that like label at all. Yes, uh, I I have some friends in uh, the Dividing Line. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I guess like I'm not sure exactly the ins and outs of that like label, but it it seems like there's it's like mostly based in California, I think. And then like there's this uh, the people that put on the fest. And St. Louis also do stuff for it, I guess. I'm not, don't quote me on that. <laughs> okay. um, but they, yeah, so they like booked like a Midwest fest for uh, for the record label. So, okay, yeah. Uh, so I definitely uh, knew about that fest because of uh, my buddy Casey, who uh, sings for the Dividing Line. But that's cool. Yeah. I, uh, I think it's awesome that they did something out that way because they did a uh, cool little thing out here in orange county and they like brought out like a ton of uh, awesome bands like that are on their roster that normally don't play out here so it was only a cool thing for them to do out here yeah yeah that's like and that was like my understanding was that they like did a fest like out there and then this was like they were like oh let's do a midwest one too and that was like what happened so mm -hmm. yeah i yeah that's cool i, I remember when uh, fest used to try to do one like one on the east coast and one on the west coast which yeah. w was always interesting That's to me because i i remember uh was it face sound fest i i used to be like a huge face sound records guy and i i'd been to plenty of face sound fest out here and they did like face sound fest on the east coast a couple times maybe once or twice i can't remember but i was never able to make it out to those because i was like way too young and didn't have money to travel um, right <laughs> yeah but that one just kind of fizzled out like them doing it on the east coast and they still do it on the west coast actually uh uh last night was the first night of face down fest for this year and i think uh, tonight's the second night okay yeah which is pretty interesting to uh see where where it's gone uh were you ever into face and records i don't think so not to my not to my knowledge i i'm not like a huge like label guy like i don't really pay a ton of attention to them okay um not that i'm like opposed them or anything i just like don't like think about it i guess um uh yeah okay i don't really have a good explanation for that at all yeah but no, I, fine. Just, I, just, uh, I just don't have a lot of knowledge about them yeah no it's all good uh and I, i'm not like a big label guy either but it, it was just like this weird like uh time period because they were like a they're a, a, a christian label and uh at, at the time christian hardcore was like pretty prominent 
um, out right. here because uh, the, the record label's based out of here. There was a lot of um, awesome bands popping up from here, and then the bands from across the country would actually, you know, make their way out here for the fest. So it was just like a pretty pro- like popular thing, uh, like in the mid two thousands, and uh, just being out in this area, like it was just kind of hard to ignore. But uh, these days, it's just not what it used to be. So uh, like I. I haven't been to Face Sound Fest. Like I, I think it went like 2017. I think that was the year Seven Star came back from Florida. They like brought them back as like the one reunion band. So I feel like that's like um, what they try to do now is like showcase the current label, but bring back like a older band that used to be on the roster or maybe still on the roster. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> right. But, yeah. Yeah. It's a, think, it's a pretty interesting I, model. I think I saw the the poster for that like online maybe now that now that i'm like thinking about it i think when you said christian fest for some reason that like made it click in my mind um or a like christian label that like made me made it click in my mind i think i've seen the the flyer for this for this year's okay yeah um, couldn't tell you who was playing i remember i just i also remember like seeing the bands playing and i was like i don't know any of these bands <laughs> so yeah the 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 one band that I was like um, really excited for was uh, this band called Bloody Sunday. They're out of uh, I think Virginia Beach. Okay. Yeah. Just old Christian hardcore, which is uh, weird because like uh, that's like I, I don't even feel like that's like like really a thing anymore, like Christian hardcore. Or maybe I'm just out of the loop these days. I don't know. Yeah i i I know that there's a band from the East Coast called Irie. Um, that's like. It looks like it would be pronounced Ira, mm-hmm. but it's I guess pronounced Irie. I like saw them at uh, at a Christian music festival last year. Um, that's like here. It's like goes on in Central Illinois in Champaign. Um, it's called Audio Feed, and uh, they played, and they're like very Christian. <laughs> like all their stuff is about being Christian, and they gave like a like a speech about the Holy spirit at the end of their set. And, uh, so, but that, like, yeah, but like other than them, like, I don't know a lot of bands that are like explicitly like speaking about being Christian, you know, like, yeah, me either. It's, uh, Cause I, I remember when I was younger, like that was like damn near like every band that I saw uh-huh. was like, like all the bands like touring through here were like Christian, or at least like, at least like half of them were like, very like outspokenly christian um and so but that's like so that's like completely gone off off the edge like i don't feel like i ever see that anymore so yeah which is fine whatever you know Mm -hmm. uh just want to switch gears uh have you ever heard of uh vernon hills no okay it's like north of chicago it's like a suburb i guess okay uh and i i'm just curious because i I'm, I'm like a huge fan of this youtuber uh, named uh david dobrik and he's from vernon hills uh so I, I was just curious if you ever heard of it uh no i haven't i yeah i i'm pretty uh down south from chicago probably about three and a half hours from chicago uh and i don't i don't get up there very much and i don't i definitely don't i'm not super familiar with all the suburbs and stuff there's so many of them <laughs> like uh yeah so you're you're like in the middle uh between like st louis and chicago would you say is, is that correct uh yeah i i would say like st louis is like much closer it's probably like an hour and a half so it's like 
two hours closer. But uh, yeah, we're like pretty much in the middle of the state. So, and do you frequent the Chicago scene? No, um, Chicago. It, it's like far. It's like just far enough away to where like it makes it kind of difficult to go there for like a weekday show or something like that. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, gotta go back to work the next day um and it's also i don't know i'm not like a huge fan of like big cities um i go to st louis pretty often for shows like if there's like a a band touring and like they're playing st louis in chicago i'm gonna go to st louis state like every time um i think the last show i went to in chicago was like uh knocked loose and like rotting out um that like tour that they did like a couple months ago Mm -hmm. okay yeah, I, I totally forgot they did that tour because uh, riding out some tour right now with uh, the Acacia Stream. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That looks like a cool tour. I wish that I could hit it up, but I don't think I can. I don't think that they're. I might be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I know that the date's hitting um, like one of my local venues, but outside of that, like I, I'm just like oblivious to like where else they're, they're hitting. Yeah, well, when, I feel like when they when they do those like huge like month long tours, it's like I don't, it's hard to remember all the spots. And also like I feel like the Acacia Strain, I feel like they tour like a lot now, which is cool. Um, but I I feel like it's like less of a it, it stuff becomes less of a big deal if you do it like a lot, you know. Yeah, I I feel like there's just like that fine line where you have to give the the fans or whatever I, it's always weird saying fans um give the fans a chance to to miss you but then also it's just like you're also competing um to to keep their attention too so it's just yeah it's, it's like a weird thing to try to like balance that act for sure um but yeah maybe like if i had to pick like uh, see them see a band more often or see them like few and far between I feel like I just want to be greedy and see them as much as I can. Oh, for sure. I'm I'm not like knocking them touring a bunch. I just think I just mean like it becomes like less of like a oh shit did you see a Casey Strain is touring like it's more like oh Casey Strain is touring cool you know what I mean like yeah yeah no for uh, sure I I definitely get that and like I've definitely there's been bands where I'm like oh you know I'll see them uh next week whatever but then there's also (laughs) yeah but then there's definitely bands who who are super active that like mean a lot to me and i'm just like i have to see them as much as i can like i don't care if i saw them last month or i'm seeing them the week after this show like i want to see them as much as i can because uh this thing this band could end at any moment and i just want to be able to uh just enjoy it as much as i can because uh, yeah yeah, bands can go like you know without any reason things happen whatever i just want to do my best to uh enjoy it as much as i can so yeah definitely. yeah so yeah th- that's why i said like it's, it's like a fine line it's, it's weird like like i get nervous too because like i i was talking to some people last night at the show that i was at and uh i two separate people that i talked to were, were telling me they're like oh like you're cranking out the podcast like you you got episodes like every week and i, I was just <laughs> like okay like the first time i heard it i'm like oh okay that's interesting and then i heard it again and i'm like man like is that is that bad? Are they getting sick of seeing me post every week? It's just like these weird things that like run through my head, but I'm like, ah, whatever. Like I, I, my, my main focus is like, I just want to put out quality stuff. Like I'm not just 
throwing podcasts out there just to throw them out there to be like in front of people's faces. Like these conversations that I have, I talk to these people that I'm genuinely interested in and I want to put it out there because I want people to hear it because I think it's interesting, not because I want to just be this guy that's putting out a new podcast every week. I'm not scrambling to try to get an episode out a week, you know, like I'm, I actually want there to be like meaning behind this. And I want people to know that I actually care about this and I'm not just churning these out just to, you know, be there in your face every week. Right. Definitely. And I think you like, I think sometimes, I think sometimes people like don't recognize it, but I think anything like including podcasts, like the more often you do it, like the better you're going to get at it. And like the better it'll be and the better the product will be, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I think like the more that you're doing it, you're just like continuously like fine tuning what you're doing, you know, and, and that's the good thing. So yeah. And I'm super critical on myself. Like people don't understand. Cause like I, <laughs> I, I edit this podcast. I book it. I, I do everything um, alone. Um, and I'm not like trying to get like, you know, uh, sympathy, whatever. Like I, I do it because I love it. And uh, trust me, like I wouldn't be putting these out if I didn't think they were good enough. Cause th- right. Yeah. yeah. And like last week I'm here. I'll, I'll talk about this now. I haven't said anything about it, but last week I did two podcasts and I just recently had bought like new hardware. So like my whole operation changed, like the way I record and uh, where I save the files and stuff. And last week I did two awesome podcasts and I accidentally deleted the audio for both. And I was just so oh. bummed. And like, I, I tried my best to recover the, the files and I got them back. They're corrupted, whatever I, I did everything I could. And it just wasn't, um, you know, able to work. So I just wasted my time the guest time and there was no new podcast last um, last week and it was just such a bummer to me because I was just sitting there I was like man like I wish I could have put these off like awesome conversations out but I was an idiot and accidentally deleted it and it, it pissed me off and I, I could have easily just scrambled together and got some uh, you know podcasts together last minute and just rushed it out but I was like no I was just like I don't want to do that I want to just make sure everything is you know up to my standards and uh, just a good conversation so damn that sucks yeah it was the like, first time I, first time i ever ran, ran into an issue like that but it's just like i'm learning as i go like i'm i'm like this is like this whole thing is uh being put together by like me reading like reddit watching youtube tutorials and like yeah, yeah. so this is all like self-taught well that's cool so or maybe not self-taught <laughs> since i'm watching these tutorials whatever uh, I, i'm learning it all by myself so I, i'm not like getting trained by anybody it's just like the internet's teaching me how to do this Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But back to prevention. You guys have a, a run coming up with a uh, gum. Can you talk yeah. about uh, how that came together? Um, gum is played here maybe twice now, I think. Um, and they're just they're like all really great guys, and like we click together pretty well. And I like I play with them in like in other towns too. Um, and I I. We just like became like really good friends and like have a, all the the the, the basis of prevention like loves gum <laughs> and he like so I it like made sense I think from that angle just like because we're like all good friends um to like to be able to do that kind of a thing and yeah we just like they just like hit us up for it and I was like okay yeah definitely and here we are. And now it's now it's like it's like literally like I got 
like three or four days left before we go. So it's it's here. <laughs> and the places that you're hitting up, are any of these uh, new markets for you guys or have you um, played in these cities before? These are all towns that Prevention has never played in. Um, I've played them in other bands, mm -hmm. um, but Prevention has never played them. Yeah, I'm. So, I'm excited. It's it'll be cool to see um, to see see the people that I know from there, and then also like obviously I play to new crowds and stuff. And uh, two of the dates, um, Spine like jumped on like kind of last minute, so like I get to see Spine two nights in a row, which is sick because I've never seen them, but I really like that band. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's so, like. I don't know if you're familiar, but Spine is like, they're this band out of Kansas City. Um, they're like, their last record was like on Bridge Nine. So they're like, I don't know, it's hard to gauge like how, how quote unquote big a band is, but I feel like they're like a bigger band. Um, yeah. They like, yeah. No, I, you know, it's funny is uh, I'm doing this podcast uh, today because of Antonio from Spine. He was actually like my first. Um, actual like guest like like met dude from a band. I I, I did like okay. a I, I did like cool. a, a I did a trial run with my buddy Garrett just to see um like if 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 it could like flow. And then I uh, went to Sound and Fury. Um, that's like my local fest. And I saw Spine the year they played, and I was blown away by their um uh, set. And I reached out uh to Antonio. I, I got linked up to him through a mutual friend and I told myself, I was like, all right, if, if this guy says yes and this goes well, like this could be a thing that I do. And he came on the podcast, was like super nice, like very gracious with his time and like really interesting and it turned out really well and that just kinda like uh shot this thing forward and I, I like always thank him and give him props for, for doing that for me. Oh, he's like the nicest guy. I it's so <laughs> he's so nice. Um I've played with uh in, in, in Kansas City, I played with, God, what am I, Contrast? Is that the name? I, I'm, like, blanking on the name. I want to say it's called Contrast. That sounds right. Okay. Um, and it was, like, the, like a straight-edge band that he did with, like, some other people that I'm friends with from there. Um, and they were great. So that's, like, how I first met him. And, uh, yeah, he's just, like, a really nice guy. Yeah, shout-out to Antonio. That, that's awesome that they hopped on and you guys get to play some shows with them. It's a super awesome band. Yeah, it's them and this band called The Consequence, which I have I'm not super familiar with, but they're from like Colorado, I think they said. Mm -hmm. So that'd be cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and you guys got a cool run. I I'm curious about. Uh, uh, I I see you guys have a Milwaukee date. I I, I used to love this band from Milwaukee called uh, Focus Minds, uh, Milwaukee <laughs> Straight Edge. But uh, yeah, I I I just haven't heard, really heard too much of uh, things going on out there these days. Um. Yeah. Focus Minds was great. They played here a lot, actually, back okay. in the day. Because mm -hmm. um, there was a straight-edge band from here called Big Mouth that they were, like, buddies with. Um, but, uh, yeah, Milwaukee, interesting place. I feel like there's, like, the the people that I know there are more, like, punks or, like, like they're in, or they'll, like, be in, like, hardcore bands, but they're not in, like, um, like, like, I feel like, uh, that band like low end for instance is like from there right now um and i feel like there, I, I guess what i'm just trying to get at is i feel like there's like kind of two different worlds in milwaukee it seems like which is like i guess the case for a lot of places but there's like the big hardcore bands that i feel like a lot of people like are familiar with like um you know 
uh, expire or uh, or I think Cross Me is from there too. I want to say yeah, and like Low End and like all those bands like and then I feel like there's like this whole other like world of like uh, hardcore that's like like a little bit a little bit more punk influenced, I guess I would say. Um, but yeah, I, Milwaukee is like. I really, I really, I love it there. I love playing there. I love being there. Like, it's like a really beautiful city. Um, and the people there are like really nice and, uh, they have great bands. And, um, when I, I used to book this band from there called Falter, which is like a kind of like grindcore, hardcore band. Um, and I booked them like, I probably booked that band more than I booked any other band just cause they like came through here a lot um because it's like a good spot if you're like kind of trying to go out from milwaukee um and so i like i know all of them and i've like clicked up i like i'm like really good friends with like pretty much everybody that was in that band uh and now they're in like other bands too uh there's this band from there called gang stalker that i really like and like my friend from that band is like the one who's setting up the show uh, and then there's like a band called Big Laugh that's really good. Um, Big crap, Big Laugh is like, I don't know. I I feel like I'm watching like a really great hardcore band when I watch them. It's kind of like youth crew um stuff, but it's like really fast. And Gangstalker is just like, like really good, like just super fast hardcore, like 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 demo tape, like super distorted, like nasty. Uh, stuff and uh yeah so it'll just be it'll be cool none of those bands are playing <laughs> the show but it'll be cool to to be with to be with them and hang out and uh yeah i'm excited to see because i i feel like this is like the first time i've played in milwaukee and it is like a like a like a hardcore hardcore show um because spine is playing it and uh yeah it'll be interesting yeah, and real quick, uh, last thing on Milwaukee. Uh, when I think of Milwaukee these days, like the one band that comes to mind is this band. I'm and I'm pretty sure they're from the the area is called uh, Forced Impact. Yes. Okay. Forced Impact is uh, Big Laugh is like members of Forced Impact. Oh, okay. So, like, if you like Forced Impact, I would I would really suggest checking out Big Laugh. It's like a little bit dirtier recordings. So. Uh, there's that, but they're about to put out like a seven inch, I think, and I'm like super excited for it. It's gonna be really good. All right, well, I'll definitely check that out. Uh, I'm sure they have like a band camper on Spotify. You might want to. That might be a YouTube only band. Oh, okay. So they're going like yeah. they're real with it. Not there, even. Yeah. They, they don't want to support the the band camps or the Spotify. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I might be wrong. I, okay. I they might be on Bandcamp, but I'm almost positive it's not on Spotify. Okay. I would be shocked. All right, I'll uh, tap in and uh, I'll I'll find it. Yeah. Okay. Well, man, Drew, this has definitely been awesome. I seriously, I'm I'm a fan of prevention, and I hope uh, you know you guys have a good run uh, coming up. And I I'm looking forward to new music from you guys in the future. Well, thank you, thank you so much for having me. I've never really been on like a podcast like this. So it was pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks for reaching out and being uh interested in in talking to me i guess so yeah for sure uh, and real quick before we go is there anything you want to shout out or plug uh oh god uh <laughs> um 
I don't know. Uh, I guess shout out to Gum. Uh, I'm super excited. Oh, and uh, and Prime, Band Prime from Kansas or from Louisville. I just fucked it up from Louisville. <laughs> um, really good friends in that band. Uh, Midwest Straight Edge. You know, awesome stuff. Excited to excited to do this run with Gum. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you again for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. This has been another episode of the Jamer Gay Podcast. Always on time. Thank you.